0: Hey, Sam here, and I know your day's crazy, but I've got a quick idea to take your stress from overwhelmed to under control. So let's tackle systems from the classroom to your living room, one simple step at a time. This is the Simple Systems with Sam podcast. Welcome to our final episode in the spring cleaning series, where we are taking and implementing simple systems, not to like actually clean and dust and wipe down your house, but to clean up the things around you in a way that you've implemented a simple system so you don't have to clean as much later. If you have less things and you have things put in a way that they make sense and you're able to not only organize them, but put them back simply, you just don't have to clean as often and things don't get as messy. So you waste less time putting back all of the things that you don't really completely need. So we talked a lot about trying to lesson all of the items around your spaces whether it's at home in your classroom even on your phone going through and decluttering apps different files that you have saved there but now we're getting to the last part and i feel like this should be really dramatic <laughs> we're at the end dun 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 here's some super big surprise i don't think you're going to be that surprised but i'm going to assume that you probably didn't think of it as being as important as it is so today for the spring cleaning series we're ending on the letter n And N is for naming. That's right. We're going to spend today talking about names, which, again, doesn't sound that important. But it's completely vital to making sure that you have things that stick in a system that are assigned to the right people. Once you give something a name, it's so powerful. Not only for people and for the world around us, but just for keeping things going back where they should. So let's talk about five different ways that you can use naming to simplify your systems this spring. Okay, the first thing, the most obvious, name the location that things are going in. We've spent all of this time decluttering, donating, organizing, putting things in spaces, arranging them so that they make sense for us and other people. But, fun fact, people are going to put things where they want to put things. (laughs) Unless you make it so blaringly obvious that they can put it back on their own. So we are going to name. That's right. Get out to your trusty label maker and put a label on it. Make sure that everybody knows exactly where things go. And beyond just putting a name on it, especially if you have little kids, include a picture, include some clip art, make it so simple. (laughs) And what's great with this is that you can change and move these labels around, but it's still going to do the same thing. So if you had a spot for, let's say, pens in your junk drawer, because we all have an overflow of pens in the drunk drawer. Well, when you have a container that's labeled and that container gets overflowing, you know that they're supposed to fit in that container. And so you need to get rid of some. And it's already starting to limit what you can do and what overflow you allow yourself. But let's say you had a spot for plates and cups. And now all of a sudden, your toddler needs some bigger plates and cups. So, You need more space to add an extra set of all those things into your cabinets. Well, you're going to have to shift some things around. A label can be taken off and a label can be put somewhere new. It's just going to be an identifier for people to help you out. And if there's one thing I want to make sure that you get out of all of this, it's that you don't have to do anything alone. But making it super easy for other people makes it easier for you in the long run. And this is really easy to do with labels around your house, you know where things should go. It even doesn't have to be like a black and white label. I use wet erase markers to go ahead and draw on like my pantry containers or for my kids' toy containers around the house. Anything I can use a wet erase marker for, that wipes off with water. So it's not permanent, but it does help everybody identify where things should go. That is super easy. But then also at school, I've been slowly implementing this throughout the year. But as we set up labs and as I organize cabinets... I take a picture. You print that picture off and you show visually what a space should look like. This is also probably something that I need to start doing in my home for my kids. Once they feel like they've organized something, we'll take a picture of it. That way they know what it should look like when I ask them to put their laundry away or when I ask them to clean their room. If they have a set standard proof, a named this is what it should look like, then they are able to clean it up. And put it back to the place that it was before. Number two is you are going to name your systems. You are going to look at all of the systems that you already implement into your day. Systems that you want to implement into your day and into your regular schedule. And you are going to give them a name. It doesn't have to be anything clever. But you can say, this is my quick 15 clean. And I'm going to get started now. And then you can say, this is my time for meal planning. Those are both systems. And once they have a name and you can tell other people, this is what I'm working on, it makes it more real for them to understand what you are doing, that you're trying to accomplish a goal. But also then what you're going to do is you're going to create a standard operating procedure, an SOP. And you need to create a file somewhere that's accessible for everyone, title your file with the name of your system, and then write down the basic steps underneath. We're doing this for a couple reasons. One is so that you can see where you might have some inefficiencies in your own system or where things might need to be added back in, but also so that you can hand these things off to somebody else in the future. So once you've given it a name and you identify it out loud and other people see that that's what you're doing, it makes it so much easier to say, Hey, can you do the quick 15 clean? And they say, Wait, I know what you do, but I don't know all the steps. You hand them the paper and they can take it over for you, which leads me into number three. Number three is name who is responsible. So you have who is doing it, what they're doing it, and when they need to do it. Give them a name and a time and a place. If you need somebody else to help you do grocery shopping, you say, here is our regular list that I buy from. I need you to do that and then pick these things up from the store. You can name somebody else in charge. You're handing that task off to them. And this is something that feels harder to do at school for some reason, especially in the secondary area. I know that you have classroom jobs all over elementary and it works so well. But it feels overwhelming when you have seven or eight classes coming in every single day and trying to manage who's actually taking charge and who will actually do the work. But we need to do that. We need to put people in charge of helping us keep things cleaned up or hand out papers or being a go to person that somebody can ask if they have a question and you're already busy. We can name who is helping with all of these different things and we can rotate those responsibilities. It doesn't have to stay one person's for forever. This is A little tricky at home sometimes because somebody might have an activity. Somebody might have something that's going on. Or even in school, you have people who are absent all of the time, right? Well, you need to have backups trained on all of it too. But that's where your SOP comes in handy. You already have a list. You already have steps. And taking the time to do that is still going to reduce the things off of your plate later on. I will say that sometimes it takes a little extra practice and a little bit of preparation to fully hand things off. For instance, my four and six-year-old are currently in charge of putting their own laundry away. And while they're doing it successfully, it is taking about 45 minutes, a couple different breaks in between, and also a little bit of fighting as they turn clothes right side out. So is there a balance between training and letting them take over? Yes. But it's so worth it. As long as you're willing to train somebody and let them feel like they have the confidence to execute in the future, you can hand those systems off to other people. All right, number four, you're going to name your goals. And again, like with systems, we're not trying to put a fancy, cutesy little name on it, unless that's something that you think is really gonna be motivating to you. But you need to name them out loud or write them down on a daily basis. Because until you do that, it's just a thought. It's just a passing fleeting thing. And you are the only person that ever thought of it. Nobody else knows that that is what's going on in your head. But if you say out loud, hey, I need to go do my workout because my goal is to hit this many miles by August 24th. Then you have clearly stated what the goal is and you're able to give yourself a reason as to why you're moving in a new direction. You need it to be something that you can measurable. So you you need it to be something that's measurable so that you can accomplish it. But just by naming it out loud or on paper every single day, it's going to keep it in the forefront of your mind and help you achieve that goal faster. And you might say to yourself, what does that have to do with spring cleaning? But remember, we're here organizing our systems, and a lot of our systems resonate around achieving goals that we want to have accomplished. That goes into then number five. You need to name an accountability partner. You need somebody who is going to stand up and say, hey, this is the goal that you told me about, and I'm going to keep you on track. Whether it's something small like having papers graded every single day before you leave school. It's not really that small, but it is a goal. and making sure that people you know that usually talk to you on your plan period know that you should not be doing that. They can redirect you back to your classroom so you can finish that out strong. But also making sure that those people know why you're accomplishing your goal and then you needing to justify why you're not working towards it. So for example, if you are working on a budget or you're working on keeping a decluttered house and you go shopping, which is something I do a lot, then you need to justify why you are going out and purchasing something. If you don't feel like you can text your accountability partner or your just actual partner spouse, the reason why you actually need to bring it home, if you don't think they'd buy it, it means it's probably not worth it. So having that accountability partner is going to keep you in line for what you need to do. Also, maybe you're trying to get in shape, and you need to text your accountability partner why you're skipping a workout. Do you think it's going to fly? Because if you're not sure, it's probably not worth trying to skip it. That's going to help keep you in line for all the different goals that you have, whether they are personal, school, or home-related. And it's a huge lift off your shoulders that you know you're not doing it alone. Because like everything else we've talked about when it comes to systems, it's not all yours. You don't have to do it all by yourself. We need to learn to help help We need to learn to have other people help us accomplish the things that we're working towards, because it's not usually just for us. As teachers and parents, we're usually trying to accomplish these goals for the entirety of our classrooms and our family, and they can help you take responsibility for it. Through this entire series, we have cleared, categorized, and classified all of the things that we see in our everyday life and making sure that we don't have too much of everything to make it a bigger mess to put away later. We have let go of things that we don't need and don't serve us, and we're able to do that in our classroom and at home, but also things in our calendar that are just taking up our valuable time that we're trying to work so hard at having an availability of. Then for E, we did an evaluation of things that we are keeping in our lives and the importance that they have, whether it's an object, a person, or things on our calendar, and really taking a deep look at what is our important values and what are we trying to strive for. In A, we arrange things so that they're easy to find and easy to access and easy for people to put away. And now we are naming things because when you give things a name, other people are able to help you. Whether it's putting things back where they came from or accomplishing big goals, we are now done with our spring cleaning series where we have covered a little bit of everything, hopefully making your life a little bit simpler. Until next time. Thanks for hanging out today. I hope that this simple step will help build big results in your classroom, home, and life. Remember to subscribe, review, and tag me on social media at engineerdoeseducation so we can build a simple system together.